that brings us to Defenders number 66, which has a cover by John Buscema, Bob McLeod, and Irving Watanabe, and is written by David Kraft, penciled by Ed Hannigan, inked by Bruce Patterson, colored by Bob Sharon, lettered by Elaine Heinel and Gaspar Saladino, and edited by Mary Jo Duffy and Bob Hall. Um, so having left Earth, Val returns to Asgard, where she meets with the Norns and receives a dire prediction uh, that she will be going, she will be tossed into the fires of Niflheim or whatever. Uh, she finds out By, that Hela, yeah, sorry. By Hela. And she's like, right. Uh, well, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go talk to Hela. Right. So she goes and she discovers that Hela is engaged with in a war with Alaris the Unmerciful, who's looking to take over Valhalla. Uh, Val winds up. Val investigates and she determines that his mystic mountain that is that moves around like a shark's fin uh, is the the secret to defeating him uh she gets there and she finds her as guardian body because remember val is in the body of barbara norris she finds her as guardian form uh and cannot resist touching it at which point her body she is taken over by uh barbara norris in addition to all of this kyle richmond winds up coming under investigation uh for crimes for regular rich guy bullshit you know uh securities fraud and just like a grab bag of white collar crime um probably perpetrated by his previous business manager that we found out was a jerk but it's going to be a deal that they have to explain i'm sure right so yeah um it, the, I will I will say that this three issue storyline suffers a little bit because David Kraft left Marvel in the middle of working on it. Yeah. So he scripted this first issue, but then issues two and three he had like an outline, and Ed Hannigan wound up having to finish the book uh the next two issues that, from that that also explains because the art in this issue is really good like there's a two-page mm -hmm. spread right at the beginning of val entering asgard and it's gorgeous right and you can tell that yeah. and i think it's the line art is definitely good but it actually is the colors and inks that are fantastic on this two-pager um I think the inks in this are just good and the colors and shading are just great. Anyway, um, the, so the art's really good in this issue and the art, the art also suffers in the next two. It's, it's, yeah. it's messy. It's kind, it seems kind of quick and that makes a lot more sense now if Hannigan was doing all of it at once. Right. right. If he had to figure out how and to hadn't planned on yes. doing all of it one at once. Like he would, you know, 
writer artists are able to do this stuff, but they have to manage their time very carefully. And to be doing the one job and then suddenly find yourself doing both, that fucks up your whole schedule. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, I will say, so <laughs> Asgard is known for shall we say, fanciful designs. <laughs> but Allerus the Unmerciful has a a design that is so fanciful, you're just like, that was a bad idea, bro. <laughs> he looks like because a fucking He-Man villain. Um, he does. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, and not even a good no, one. Like, no, no, no. The, fir- the, first, the first round where it's just like, we took our time and we were really like these were workshopped a lot before they went to market. We're talking like end of the road He-Man where it's just like I don't I don't know. Salamander guy. Like yeah. Salamander it, whatever. Salamander, huge teeth, big head uh for his head. What? He's looking tiny up. face peering from peering out from between the teeth. Uh <laughs> <We> done. <laughs> Are you are you sure, man? I am so drunk, and the cocaine can't cut th- cut through anymore. I don't know. Just go. <laughs> oh, the eighties. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Defenders number sixty-seven has a cover by Herb Trimpey and George Russo's, and is written by David Kraft and Ed Hannigan, colored by Bob Sharon, lettered by Elaine Heinel, and edited by Al Milgram. I will say the cover has Doctor Strange, even though he doesn't, like, he's not a part of this. Like, he's on the cover because it's Defenders and we kind of expect him to be there. But, like, he has no hand in any of what happens. So, uh, over the course of this issue, Hulk, Nighthawk, and Hellcat all die. As do a bunch of other people across the world. Um, and when they die, Val, what they think is Val, but is actually Barbara Norris shows up and she's like, come help me. And so they are duped into fighting against Hela alongside Alaris, which makes sense because Hela is ostensibly a villain. Mm-hmm. And so anything a villain wants to do is bad. Stop the villain but anyway uh in addition to all of this val wakes up in a cell and is able to escape out the side uh but falls only to be rescued by harrican i believe yep i'm looking right at it Um, harrican on aragorn yeah he rescues her from certain death uh and she joins up with hell's hella's forces Hurricane, if you don't recall, was from Thor. It's fine if you don't. Like, there's a lot there. So, you know. One of the other reasons Um, I think it's like a good call to not have Strange involved in this is that these, the three characters I've got, we've got here with uh, the bad guy are not, A, not that actually not that knowledgeable about Asgard right hulk's been there a couple of times uh, or like the realms um hellcat knows nothing and uh 
mm-hmm. Kyle is Kyle. And um, so they all comment that uh, Sword Girl is being a little weird, but it's probably fine. And then, but they, they're not the types to interrogate what the fuck is going on. They're just, right. they're the ones to do what you just said, which is Hela's clearly the villain because she's the goddess of death. Let's go kick her ass or whatever. Right. Um, in Strange would be the one that would be like, um, Hela is actually supposed to be in charge here. Like, I know that. Well, and and at the very least, Strange would be like, well, Valkyrie's telling us one thing, and I understand that, but we are walking into a situation we know nothing about. Maybe the Eye of Agamotto could clear, th- you know, yeah. it could illuminate what it is we need to do, and then the Eye would come out, and then that would be sorted. Yeah. They would just be like, oh, you're not Val, <laughs> and then we're done. Expose um, the truth. And, I mean, it's the uh, it's the Di- Deanna Troy problem. You can't have her in the right. story if she would break the story. So you can't have Strange here because he'd just go, "No, this is bad." Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Defenders number sixty-eight is penciled by Herb Trimpey, inked by Pablo Marcos, lettered by Elaine Heinel and Gaspar Saladino. And edited by Al Milgram and Mary Jo Duffy. Uh, we there is some initial confusion between for the defenders because Barbara Norris is back in her body and wearing the new Valkyrie costume. Valkyrie is back in her old body and wearing the old Valkyrie costume. So they assume that Val is the imposter. Uh this issue, we learn the truth, and the Defenders and Valkyrie are able to turn the tide against Alaris. Uh, Hela is restored to um, power. Barbara is dragged to Hell and or Niflheim, thus fulfilling the Norns' prophecy, because Val's just like, Oh, I was seeing her, not me. Okay. Uh, and Hurricane, Hela realizes... You know, I shouldn't be controlling yeah. Valhalla. I'm making it worse. <laughs> so she turns control of it over to Harrikin since Odin's off doing his shit. Like, he's too busy for Valhalla. Uh, and so at the end of this, everybody who died is restored to life. So the Defenders and all of these random people are sent back to Earth and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be an awkward, an awkward situation um, because Hulk is kind of whatever. Like nobody, every, the Hulk was being chased, but they assumed he got away. Yeah. Uh, the military assumed he was getting, uh, he had gotten away. Hellcat and Nighthawk were driving in Nighthawk's car, went off a cliff and died a fiery death. <laughs> So are they going? So are they going to sit up in the morgue and like grow their skin back? And if not, does that mean that there's going to be Patsy Walker and Kyle Richmond bodies just sitting 
in a morgue. And then Kyle Richmond and Patsy Walker are supposed to just resume their lives. And wouldn't it be weird if some morgue worker was watching CNBC and it was like Kyle Richmond today saying that blah, blah, blah. And that morgue worker's like, Kyle Richmond, you say? Let me check this toe tag. (laughs) What the fuck? And then it's a whole... So in addition to being... Uh, investigated by multiple government agencies, Kyle Richmond is now fucking dead. Yeah, I was and just... And yet, there he is. And also, they both are unmasked, because... Oh, wait, did they die as Nighthawk and Patsy? Or I did forget. They... I don't remember. I don't Whatever. I don't think... The, po- the point is, there are issues here yeah. that I wish we could address... <laughs> But it's just like, go back to Earth. And we're just like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Defenders is like that sometimes where it's just like, and it's one of the books. It and actually like two and one and team up do this occasionally where it's just like, and then things were fine. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We, we didn't think it through. I needed them in, in Valhalla. I, I. The, the fastest way I could think of was killing them. I was on a deadline. All right. But then what? They're, they're alive. Hand wave. <laughs> this is this is one of those things, you know, we talk about Iron Spike on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had a thread yesterday or the day before about how when you're building a world, it's great to have like a very strong idea of... Uh, what the how the system of magic works and like all of these other things but it doesn't hurt to also occasionally have answers to questions like where does the poop go yeah and things like that and this is an example of that i mean occasionally we have we have addressed situations where somebody publicly died and then are returned to life. And that's fine for a hero like Hawkeye, whose, whose identity is public. When Hawkeye came back after House of M, you know, Clint Barton is Hawkeye. Everybody knows that, and it's fine. But, you know, Kyle Richmond is not a publicly known to be Nighthawk. So what is the process by which Kyle Richmond comes back and says, hey, listen. So, <laughs> weird thing. So, look, I was... I was killed and taken to Valhalla not because I'm a superhero. No. But just because. And uh, I... as a result, I was killed and burned to death in a fire but now i'm back because i was really can we because i was really nice to hella uh not because i'm a superhero and i have no ties to anyone but i was she thought i was keen and i got to come back to life for it may i have my social security (laughs) number back like, and I understand that there were other people killed as well. Yeah. So 
this would not be like located or focused solely on Kyle Richmond. And I recognize that Kyle Richmond is rich and therefore things are easier. But still, this is one of those things that often gets hand waved that I wish hand waved that I wish we got a little more than and then everything was fine. Yeah. You know, even just a sentence about like, oh, fuck the paperwork I'm going to have to fill out. Like just something. Anyway, I mean, it seems like a very uh, an Avengers Mansion conversation where somebody walks in and asks another character, hey, man, you've been dead before, right? Do you know what I do? Like, who do I call? Where do I start? And then that conversation just leaves the panel, you know, like that would be cool. That would at least be an acknowledgement of weird shit happens (laughs) and there are processes in in place that allow for that right you know um you know it's it's like the bank situation in falcon and winter soldier like acknowledging that you know it's not enough to just say and half of everybody is back now yeah you also have to say okay but Uh, how so how do what do we do now (laughs) right like how how would you facilitate and i you know that's the best part of falcon and winter soldier and i guess that's the part of falcon and winter soldier that's good that is not even really hinted at in like home uh homecoming no the other one far from home far from home they it's like hooray everybody's back yay okay it was kind of weird for a while. That's all about all the hand wavy. That's about all you get in Far From Home. But like Falcon and Winter Soldier actually tackling that as a... Like there are processes they do affect people. That's cool. Yeah. Here's a question that just no. occurred to me. After the snap... Sure. Half of all life was yeah. wiped out. Not just humans. Right. Half of all life, what percentage of, say, the bovine population is used specifically for meat or dairy production? Mm -hmm. And would, would the snap, reducing the number of cows, chickens, pigs, whatever have led to a wave of mandatory veganism. I think it would have been... You get a little bit of this in uh, at the beginning of Endgame when uh, Ant-Man comes back, right? When Scott Lang gets out mm-hmm. of the, the quantum tunnel. And it's... Cl- I think it would be more less mandatory and more infrastructural problem like it would just be that way for a minute because yeah you wouldn't have the like you know this the the streets are filled with garbage because there's nobody you know half of the people right i think similar i'm just i was wondering about it i was wondering about it because you know there was that there was that uh that 
uh, online attack against one of the biggest meat suppliers. And they were talking about this supplier has like 50% of all beef or 20% of all beef production. Sorry, 20% of all beef production. And it's like, this is kind of a problem. And I'm like, okay, so take that Mm -hmm. and like expand it to 50% of all animals are gone. Yeah. So I don't know. Moving on. Uh, I don't know. It was just a random thought I had. No, I've had, I've uh, thought of that before too. Maybe not from a meat production plan or standpoint, but like, if it's fifty percent of, where are the lines drawn, right? Mm-hmm. Be, I, I I was I was always wondering about that because plants are alive. Um, yeah. Microbes, like, did he kill everything? Or remove I mean, he would. Ev- that was the stated he, intent. Or was it just things that shit? Right? <laughs> he would have had... The thing is, unless he sat there and worked it out to the nth decimal place yeah, and figured out, we stop it here, mm-hmm. you know, like, how many... I mean, shit, think about gut flora. Like yeah. if half of your gut flora, oh, man, and go all into of the s- other like you'd go into collapse. All of the other, yeah, all of the other bacteria you depend on to survive disappeared. What would that mean? You know, and so I feel like in order, the most efficient way to do the snap, which is. Half of everything. Yeah. Causes so many problems. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Marvel 2-in-1, number 47, uh, has a cover by Ron Wilson and Joe Sinnott and Irving Watanabe, written by Bill Mantlo, penciled by Chick Stone, uh, inked by Chick Stone, colored by Bob Sharon, lettered by Diana Albers and Gaspar Saladino, and edited by Roger Stern. A man named Mr. Carnation kidnap or captures the Yancey Street Gang to use them as slave labor, but the Yancey Street Gang are able to get a message to the thing. Uh, vis-a-vis, usually when they send him a birthday present, it's an exploding whatever. But this time they send him a thing that's like, hey, have a happy birthday, and things like, something's not right here. <laughs> So he investigates and is captured by androids. And it turns out that Mr. Carnation is working for the Machine Smith. Um, Machine Smith has appeared previously, but not as Machine Smith. Uh, He was the Daredevil villain star Saxon. Uh, And this is a character. He's been through a lot of different things. He was Mr. Fear. Now he's Machine Smith. Eventually, he becomes a full-blown machine. Because uh, he was in... He was part of uh, the Iron Man 2020 thing with, like, the AI... Um, the AI uh, rebellion. Which you wouldn't think he would need to be a part of because, like... He's a person downloaded into a robot. 
Which is not the same thing as an AI. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, this... This is kind of frustrating because, on the one hand, it's something different, which is good. Uh, on the other hand, it's the Ancy Street Gang, which is kind of annoying. Um, the Ancy Street Gang is whatever. I, you know, the thing having this rivalry with this gang is fine for all intents and purposes background yeah exactly as a as a background thing having this gang that for all intents and purposes isn't even really a gang in your traditional sense they're more like just dudes from the neighborhood who hang out together and do more public works than gang stuff. Like, they just like pissing off Thing. That's it. Like, well, it seems to me that they're actually... And then when they're not pissing off Thing, they're running the meals on wheels. Like, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, the thing about... <laughs> the thing that's frustrating to me is in, like, 2005... We got an explanation for why the Yancey Street Gang doesn't like the thing. But also, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I I, I don't need an answer. No. I don't care about an answer because I'm not that invested in the Yancey Street Gang. It's this thing that pops up occasionally that is either just like, oh, okay. Or, God, not this bullshit again. I've never been like, yay, it's a present from the Yancey Street Gang. And so, yeah. And then in addition, we we never see their faces. They're always obscured by shadow. Weird, right? Why? You know, I feel like if, if I were to pull that thread and, like, actually commit any brain power to why that's the case that would constitute caring and that's not something i'm willing to do all right fair enough i'm just saying i don't i don't know but i also don't care enough to find out all right so yeah so marvel two and one number 48 has a cover by chick stone and is inked by tex blaisdell Colored by Mario Sen and lettered by Elaine Heinel. Uh, Jack of Hearts is in his mansion doing stuff when he gets a letter from the corporation. And they're like, hey, come to this address and we'll settle shit. And so he goes because he's an idiot. And he, he walks in, he blunders in, and is attacked by a mind-controlled thing. They fight, uh, during which... Jack is able to free Ben, is basically able to hit Ben hard enough to shake him loose from the mind control. And the two then defeat the androids and confront Machine Smith, who it turns out is just a robot. Jack of Hearts is at least better at being Jack of Hearts in this issue. 
he's learning. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like saying, yeah, I still have the rash, but at least it's not as bad as it was. Like, yeah, but ideally it wouldn't suck at all. Like, well, I mean, what I mean is he didn't, at least he didn't sink the boat this time. Right? That's true. The progress. Good, good job. <laughs> like, I guess from from here on out, we will be judging Jack of Hearts based on how many boats he does or does not sink. Uh, so this is this is a this is a this is a zero on the boat index, which is as good as it gets right now. Uh, I love the measuring system we come up for char- with characters. <laughs> Jack of Hearts, uh, this is a, a zero on the boat sunk in, boats sunk index. Therefore, uh, you know, competent. Well done. That's well about done. all you get. You, 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 you did the job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nobody died. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Uh, <laughs> number 49 has a cover by Bob Budiansky, Al Milgram, and Irving Watanabe, and is written by Joe Duffy, penciled by Alan Kupperberg, inked by Gene Day, excuse me, colored by Carl Gafford, and lettered by Michael Higgins and Gaspar Saladino. Uh... Thing is at a spooky bed and breakfast and Doctor Strange shows up as well and the two of them wind up battling this uh, sorcerer named Ennis Trem- Tremelin uh, on two planes of reality um, Thing battles his minion while Doctor Strange battles Ennis himself on the astral plane they win Hooray. There's a girl in this who's like, I don't know, kind of the black sheep of her family, but th- it never really goes anywhere. She's the black so sheep of her care. family because she's not a creepy weirdo. Like, right, right. But like, there's there's never really any explanation for why this family is as creepy as they are or like any. It's just like they're a family of weirdos and she's <laughs> the least weird one. And so she, she's like, um, that one character on the Adams, was it the Adams family or the, the monsters? It was the monsters. She's the one on the The, monsters. Who's like the blonde. And they're all just like, that I think is actually a, your obvious deformity is really sad. Yeah. She's so sorry. She's a niece, I think on monsters. And I, I forget it's been forever. Yeah. Comes out like this bubbly blonde, and they're all just like, it's so sad. I I just, we don't know what to do about her condition. She ends up self-loathing, too, because she's like, I wish I was like you guys. It's like, good night. (laughs) What is this show (laughs) teaching people? The 70s were awful. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 60s. Uh, So then... We get to what I think is one of the highlights of the week, yes. which is surprising when we're talking about Marvel 2-in-1. Um, Marvel 2-in-1 number 50 has a cover by George Perez and Joe Sinnott, uh, is written and penciled by John Byrne, inked by Joe Sinnott, colored by Francois Moulet, 
and lettered by Jim Novak. Um, this is this issue features the thing and the thing. Um, we start this issue with Reed making another attempt to cure Ben's appearance, and it fails. And Reed says, "Well, I think the problem is your." mutation has basically stabilized and so it's going to be harder from here on out this thing that i've developed might have worked two years ago yeah but now your body is so used to being rock that getting it to stop being rock is difficult and so thing is initially downcast but then he says you know we have a time machine so he travels back in time to himself shortly after the creation of the fantastic four and he's like hey i'm you from the future and that thing is just like what no you're not shut the fuck up and, and he's like, no, I use Dr. Doom's time platform. And the old thing yeah. is like, Dr. Doom? Who the hell is that? Why would anyone have such a stupid fucking name? And the thing's like, oh boy, this is going to be harder than I thought. But yeah. in the end, he is able to administer the, uh, the antidote or the cure to his past self who reverts to human form and then he goes back to the future and he's like cool and then he's like why the fuck am i still like this at which point reed is like what's going on what and thing explains what happened and reed's like well that's not how time travel works all you did was create a new timeline in which you were cured. You're still going to be you. Um, it's Which is frustrating because we routinely see that's not the case. Right. It's and a nice, it would be nice if they'd decide. But I think it's a nice moment, though. But, well, two things. I think it's fun that he... Use it. He can use the time machine just fine, but he, I think it's fun that he forgot to set the spatial locator as well, and so he just time yeah. machi- he time travels directly to where the time platform is, it, except it's not there yet because they haven't Fantastic Four yet, and I think that I thought that was just fun. Like our Ben Grimm, few present Ben Grimm keeps making tiny mistakes that prove that he hasn't thought this all the way out he just thought it was going to be fairly simple straightforward i'll just go cure myself and i like the moment at the end that reed is like oh buddy no that's not how this works i'm sorry and he's like and i even like ben's response to that where you know reed's actually trying in his best read voice, because he's still a little cold about it. Um, but he's trying to be like, I'm sorry, dude. That's, you know, if it were that simple, I we would have done that already, pretty much. And th- I like thin- Thing's reaction to that news is 
Well, yeah, you're right. I clearly... Clearly, I didn't think this through well enough. And, uh, you know, honestly, after seeing the the old me, I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm Robert Redford in comparison. And it's like, all right, uh, you know, um, that's at least one way to look at it. And you're choosing right. to take the nice way of looking at this. And that's why, you know... It's one of those, why do I like you thing? It's stuff like this, right? Yeah. Uh, where he gets kicked in the teeth because a plan that he made up wasn't, didn't pan out the way that he did and that he wanted it to or even thought it might. And he just goes, all right, no, you know, it's fine. It's all right. Oh, I've gotten this far. I'm going to go, I'm going to go wrestle some children. <laughs> I, uh... I realized that I'm revising I'm revising my opinion of Reed more and more. Uh, the more Fantastic Four I read, the more I realize that it's funny to laugh about like a Reed that's basically one step removed from being a villain. Mm-hmm. But I recognize the more I read the more off base that actually is. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's... So... I, you know, I've talked before about the issue that got me into Fantastic Four. Right. But I just went back and reread the, uh, the Brian Hickman run on FF. Um... From like and 2005 yeah it's been a hot minute yeah um back when they killed off johnny and everything and spider-man became a member of the future foundation and everything and i realize now how off base that really is because you know there's a there's a storyline in there where there's a council of reeds and they're all working together to solve the problems of the multiverse, basically. Mm-hmm. And over the course of things, like, Reed joins. Reed, Reed is like, yeah, let's do it. But then he realizes that, no, he wants nothing to do with this because every single Reed in the Council of Reeds left, their, left everything behind including sue and the kids and that winds up being the difference in 616 read is that he doesn't Mm -hmm. he finds out that that's what's expected of him and he says then this is not the place for me Mm -hmm. and you know there the more i read of it the more i realize there were moments like that where read read is someone who maybe has a hard time relating to the people around him because his brain works on a different and you know certainly i think there's a there's a reading of that to um to be had wherein reed is uh aside from his intelligence neurodivergent mm-hmm. um I am not the person to make that point. I just think there's certainly a case to be made for that. Uh, but that 
while I do think there is a there is a difficulty in relating to the people around him simply by virtue of the fact that his he is processing so many different things on in such a different way right. from Sue and Johnny and Ben um but that he is still a man with a lot of heart and <coughs> well and I, so I, I'm going to go sorry no, go ahead. No, go ahead. You needed to finish. I just wanted to say Mia Culpa, I guess. Okay. is Because it's funny to think of him as like the ultimate read, but yeah. he's not. Yeah. Um, so. I think, based on some of the things that you were just talking about, that like the main thing with Reed, and it comes through in this issue, the, main, the thing that I'm willing to turn around on and be like, okay, maybe I don't, don't dislike this dude is uh he doesn't want to be a superhero right like that's why he keeps trying to devolve in in our recent reading for this that's why he keeps trying to dissolve the fantastic four is because it keeps turning into superhero crap and he's like i don't want to do that i want to do science like i want right i want to do possibly dangerous but definitely groundbreaking science stuff that sometimes involves adventure right like right that's what i want to do that's why it's good to have sue and or not it's good to have i want to keep sue around because i love her i want to keep ben around because he punches things what need punched real good and sometimes we have to do that but like he wants to do he wants the book to be challengers right um whereas the book keeps trying to make him into x-men or right. what have you and he doesn't want to do that um and he's, I, I can, he's an explorer he wants yeah. to push the boundaries of what is known what and what can we get out of the negative zone that will actually help society in order to do that we got to go in there it's going to be dangerous i need to bring my bruiser and my dude and my nephew nephew brother-in-law that light shit on fire because maybe we're gonna need that right like i i need i need these people around me because they help me do my explorer shit he wants to do that um but he he keeps getting drawn into dr doom level threat solving yeah and he's like i don't want to do that i i i i can understand that i guess is what i'm saying i i get that a lot more um and he does want to keep his family around and he does want to keep them safe he's just real shit at explaining that in a way that makes sense to the people around him (laughs) well and he gets he gets really wrapped up and you know that's where the problems come in for him and sue is that he gets so wrapped up in that stuff that he he you know, and that's one of the things that they talk about in that Hickman run is that leaving their families behind was not a prerequisite originally of joining the Council of Reeds. It's that it takes up so much of your time that even Sue's patience runs out. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier just to make a, a clean break and say 
I'm going off to save the multiverse. And they're all like, we all decided that is a sacrifice we're willing to make. And Reed wa- and 616 Reed was like, I'm not. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we end this week with Doctor Strange. Uh, starting with Doctor Strange number 35. Uh, we did kind of get on a, off on a Fantastic Four discussion, even though we read no Fantastic Four this <laughs> week. Uh, Doctor Strange number 35 has a cover by Gene Colan, Bob Wachek, and Irving Watanabe, written by Roger Stern and Ralph Macchio, penciled by Tom Sutton, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by George Russo, lettered by Clem Robbins, and edited by Al Milgram. Uh, the Dweller in Darkness is still, like fucking with strange so he sends he causes a guy to commit suicide and then makes him a demon and strange battles the demon and he defeats the demon but then the demon becomes this other demon named ludi who is in league with the dweller in darkness meanwhile the dweller in darkness frees ludi's brother ningal who is who was locked in battle with this guy Murdoch, uh, who apparently had previously appeared in some book, uh, they were like frozen in like magic crystal or whatever. So he frees Ningal to go after Strange while sending Murdoch to Earth to go and contact Strange. Ludi is defeated. So Strange is like, cool, going home now. Uh, also, meanwhile, the, there's a whole thing where the Avengers contact Strange and they're like, there's weird stuff happening with the Black Knight statue. And Strange like, Strange is like, okay, well, and so he takes it and he's going to study it and figure out what the fuck's going on. So there's that. But uh, he arrives home after the battle of Lu- with Ludi at which point Wong is just like, there's a guy here to see you, but he's here to see Steven Sanders. And Strange is like, what? So. Doctor Strange weirdness. I don't I don't know. I hate this Dweller in Darkness stuff. One thing I want to point out real quick before we leave, before we move on to the next issue is... Uh, Nobody wants to play with the Dweller in Darkness. They all kind of think he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So so he goes through the multiverse trying to recruit people to help him on his quest. And the best he can do is this admittedly shit demon. Um, yeah. everybody, all the major magic players in the in, across you know the dimensions are just like, nah, I don't like the way you're going to... I want to destroy Strange too, but uh, not this way. You suck. Bye. Um, Yeah. I think it's hilarious that all the people I would rather see him fight or see Strange fight also think the Dweller sucks. Um, Yeah. It's it's just funny. It's a... a Well, yeah. and, And I feel like it's the sort of thing that is intended to come across as these 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 forces do not play well together yeah but instead it's taken as 
everybody knows the dweller kind of sucks and they want nothing they don't want the stink of that failure mm-hmm. to to linger on them so uh i like to imagine that all of these characters are just like i'm gonna say no yeah and also you and i are both going to forget we ever had this conversation because my rep <laughs> does not need this shit yeah imagine being mephisto and having to tell dormammu and dormammu coming up and being like you see this fucking dweller guy like no right no fuck that guy he came did he come to you too yeah oh shit desperate you're right like that's yeah that's real fun yeah i this is another one of those things i want i want that I want that scene of like interdimensional evil just being like, oh my god, Mordo, am I right? Or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. just like, just like oh, them comparing notes you. occasionally, and there's just like this shitty dude, <laughs> and they're just like, oh man, that was right. Did you get <laughs> anyway. hit up by him again? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange number thirty six. Has a cover by Gene Colan and is penciled by Gene Colan, inked by Dan Green, lettered by Joe Rosen, and edited by Mary Jo Duffy and Al Milgram. Uh, Strange Clea and Murdoch take the Black Knight statue to England uh, when they are attacked by Ningal. During this time, we have flashbacks to the whole Murdoch thing and him showing up looking for steven sanders if you don't recall the steven sanders thing dr strange was reconsidering being what he is and so he was given a second opportunity by eternity um and became a became a new guy (laughs) named steven sanders uh that was short-lived and was erased when it was done uh but in the process this dude was outside of this dimension when that occurred yeah and so he still he went in when steven sanders was still a thing and came out after it had been erased so he still remembers but uh ningal is sent packing they arrive in england steven and clea meet up with victoria bentley who clearly still has a massive white on for Steven and Clea is just like, I'm a cut a bitch. Um, Murdoch, meanwhile, goes with his love, Marsha Trent. Um, they go back to Dane Whitman's home, which is now being looked out, looked after by Victoria they get settled. Victoria goes to look at the statue, opens up the crate, screams. It turns out that the statue is now possessed by Ningal. Strange and Clea arrive to find Ningal holding her unconscious. Cool? Cool. All right. Doctor Strange number 37 uh, has a cover by Steve Leoloa. And is, or is color, no, I forget. Colored by Steve Leoloa, lettered by Jim Novak. 
Fuck if I know. I use C for both cover and colored, and I try to get away from that, but then I fuck up. And it gets confusing. Anyway, so Steve Laoloa did one of those. Uh, <laughs> strange, strange Battles Ningal uh, and has Clea keep Victoria safe. Um, Clea is pissed about this. And it seems like we've talked before. It seems like Strange is doing literally everything in his power to drive Clea away. Yes, I know you're Sorcerer Supreme. You got a lot going on. But fuck, dude. Like, pay attention occasionally. Yeah. So, throughout this, uh, <coughs> he acts as though they're not in a relationship. Like, right. it's weird and frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I wish, I wish we would shit or get off the pot with this. Like, if you want Clea gone, get rid of Clea. But, like, the this whole thing where, like, Strange keeps blowing her off, I'm like, Clea, why are you staying? Yeah. <laughs> like, just go. Yeah. Leave. You don't need this shit. You come from an entire dimension that I think you might be a princess in? Go. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I... Anyway, this is one of those situations where a woman from this period who behaves like this is frustrating. But at the very least, I understand the whole like they were raised in the patriarchy, but she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't. She has no reason to put up with this shit other than she loves him. And clearly... That's not being reciprocated the way she wants it to. But anyway, so Stephen is able to kill or defeat Ningal. While that's going on, Marsha Trent tries to kill Murdoch. However, Murdoch was given an amulet by Stephen, which protects him. She fails and dies. Um, and Murdoch's just like, why does this keep happening to me? So, uh, in the end, Despair is watching and the Dweller in Darkness is like, well, I'm done for now. <coughs> and Despair is just like, what? I, yeah, Despair what? has the exact same, although uh, far more measured response as I did. Where, because the Dweller is just like, okay, cool. Job done. I succeed. And even Despair's like, wait, what? What do you mean you succeed when I could just go down there and drain the life out of him right now if that's what you want? And Despair's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I've already won. Dweller. Dweller, yeah. Dweller's like, no, no, I've already won. I get to go take a nap now. And Despair's like, what do you mean you won? He's still alive. And he's like, yeah, but he's, uh, he's all fucked up, ain't he? Yep. And, and it's like, did I just wish, witness interdimensional goalpost moving? Like, <laughs> yeah, you. It's like it's like you have yeah. declared victory because you kind of fucked with him a little, and you think maybe his confidence is shaken. Okay. Yep. I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. Uh, 
It is wild. It is... It's just like... It's the one of those times where a villain has an obvious plan and then the plan fails and then they just sit there at the end and they're like, yes, yes. all according to plan. And it's like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, you fucking liar. So. I am trying yeah. to destroy you. Okay. I could, I just love despair being like, I could go do that if you want. Like, I can just literally drain the life out of him. I've done it before. Did you see, did you hear about the time I nearly killed Spider-Man? Because he did not know what he was doing? Or whoever that was? Yeah. Um, no, I think it, it was him Dare, or Daredevil. Both, maybe. Um, and he's just like, nope. I win. Um, Okay. How did you? How do get, you win? How did you? Because time, I said so. How did you time travel to 1978 from 2020? I don't know how you did yeah. that, but that's it's all the rage now. Um, okay. Triggered strange. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Top five. Top five. The Watcher's Guide's Top 5. Top 5. Top 5. Number... I got two honorable mentions real quick. Uh, one, nobody wants to play with the Dweller. That's just... It's hysterical. Uh, and then uh, number... The other one is... Uh, is Goldbug's Arrest is also hysterical. Just... Yeah. I'm free! I don't have to be around the Hulk anymore! Pops out of sewer... Fuck! Yeah. Can I get a head start? No? Alright. Uh, Alright, so, number five. Where did I put that? <laughs> the Boat Sunk Index. That's just fun. You suck so yeah. bad, we're just putting the bar at you did not sink any boats. That's a zero in the Boat Sunk Index. That means job done. Uh, number four. The Goldbug's Econ Identity Crisis. I just, that's hysterical as well, where he's like, I'm here! I've been trying to get here my entire life! Oh, my life is a lie! Oh! Like, I just, I thought that was also fun. Um, number three is the interdimensional goalpost moving. No, man, you don't get to just declare victory. You asshat. You suck. Um, there's there's a uh, there's a thing I really like. Uh, Kyle Kinane has a whole bit about lowered expectations. And he's like, because he's like, I experienced a miracle. And, you know, like, we don't we don't get top shelf miracles. We're not the Pope. <laughs> so, you know, you're not. Pope gets crying statues. You're not going to get a crying statue. You just need to redefine what a miracle constitutes for you. A miracle can just be the world reminding you that it can surprise you. And, and like, that's the, that's this. It's just like, you don't get a big win. You just need to decide. You need to redefine what constitutes winning. <laughs> Um, 
And then, yeah, number one for me is, uh, oh, Ben, you big dope. No, that's not how this works. And he was gentle about it in his own way. And Ben rolling with it and being like, all right, yeah, I guess... I guess you're right. That was too good to be true. Uh, but on the plus side, I look better now than I did. At least I'm cool. Um, I, yeah, it was just a nice moment. It was probably the best moment of the of the week, character wise. Yeah. Easily, easily, actually. So that's me. Yeah. Um, number five is uh. The obvious trap turned out to be a trap. Uh, number four is uh, more like dweller and dumbass. Uh, like, I just, I want, I want, like, just so rarely do you get to see villains just talking shit on each other behind each other's backs where it's like you get that occasionally you get like there was a scene in modok where like there's the cool supervillain bar and then there's like the bar with no name yeah and you know so like the leader's just like who are you again <laughs> like you know and but so rarely do you get to really enjoy seeing uh seeing villains just sit sit off to the side and be like so that guy sucks right yeah he does uh so yeah i would love i would love like nightmare talking to dormammu and being like okay that guy sucks right and that's me saying it so (laughs) yeah no he blows (laughs) uh Number three is uh, have a plan for the Hulk. Just don't assume you're going to kill the Hulk because better than you have tried, Tyrannus. Yeah. Also, Uh, you're supposed to be this fucking, like, mastermind. And and you literally think you're an Imperial, right? Like... Yeah, like, he's he, he likes to think he's, like, this Napoleon. Yeah. And no, my dude... A, you're not. B, if you think you're going to act like it, right? Fucking act like it. Yeah. Have a have a yeah. goddamn plan. And you know you've run into the Hulk before. You know how this yeah. is gonna go. Get the Hulk. Get what you need out of him. Get rid of him. That's what you gotta do. You're not going to kill the Hulk, right? Or put the put the Hulk dies in the nice-to-have territory, right? Because right. you don't know if you're going to succeed at that, right? And you know that more, I, li- more than likely you're not going to. So put it in the nice-to-have plan for the w- I probably won't. I I think that this is one of those things, you know, There's there was a thing I was saw that was talking about Batman gets to be an urban legend for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Honestly, personally, I think that window is getting shorter all the goddamn time. But you get a year of urban legend Batman. 
after that, he's just a thing that exists. Right. Everybody knows he exists. He, you know, you may have people that are just like, I don't know how he does it. Or maybe he's a half man, half bat or whatever. But everybody agrees Batman is a thing. Yeah. This is the same thing. This is, you get maybe a year of people being like, maybe I'll be the one to kill the Hulk. No, you won't. No, you won't. And after a while, everybody should know it. Yeah. Everybody should ever, after like everybody and their brother is like, (laughs) I'm going to fight the Hulk and maybe we can stop him. At a certain point, everybody should just be like, no, you won't. Yeah. (laughs) And when they're like, no, but I've got a really good plan. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have a plan that involves the Hulk. You have no plan at all. What you should do is prepare for the Hulk like one prepares for a hurricane or something like that. And then be prepared for the same level of fallout, right? Like, the plan, you don't have a plan, you have a preparation. That's the best you can do. After a certain point, people in this universe Uh should be like, should be like, uh, like tornado chasers. Yes, exactly. Where it's like, if you want to get up close... And get your machi- your instruments into the tornado. Cool. Vaya con Dios. That's your call. <laughs> but don't stick around. You know. Don't, don't plan. Like, nobody's just like, I'm going to drive into a tornado. And then it should be, and then what? <laughs> I'm <laughs> because... going gonna to win. Okay. What is the... I have been. What thrown... does that look like <laughs> yeah, to, for, you? to you? What does winning look like in this situation? <laughs> like, because honestly, with the Hulk, winning is I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, like a tornado. If your plan is drive my truck into a tornado, survive being thrown eight hundred feet, uh, is that's winning? Okay, man. <laughs> like you, you've you've at least realize that what's happening is you will be probably killed so if 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 winning is survive being thrown into a building then also the building being thrown like yeah all right you i i think it's a bet i think it's a dumb plan but you've got one go for it uh i respect yeah. you yeah Fayaka dios this is I respect the hustle. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm gonna go win the tornado. I don't think you know what a tornado is, <laughs> yeah. man. Are, are you sure? What do you What do you think a tornado is? It's uh it's a, uh, it's. I'm not gonna win the tornado. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. So yeah, like I said, what does that look like? Uh. Number two is uh, Kyle Richmond's burned corpse. Uh, just everything about everything about that is just—it's amazing. Whatever. And then number one, uh, I had a really hard time because there's so much about this that I really like. Um, two and one, number fifty. Mm. 
I, you know, fuck, man. Because Reed trying to sort of cushion the blow and just be like, here's the thing that happened. Um, I'm really sorry. And Ben, Ben, I think, first of all, realizing realizing how morose he was during that period yeah and after and decide making the decision to try and not be that way i mean it's not it's not that simple we all know yeah it's not as simple as i'm unhappy i will simply decide to be happy but you know the 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 moment there where ben sort of just says you know I used to be a whole lot worse off than I am now. Uh, it's not ideal, but I'm going to make the best of it. And plus, you know, I think I think just the fact that somewhere out there is a Ben who was spared mm-hmm. from that. Um, who, yeah, he had that happen, but now he is... He's got his life ahead of him and doesn't have to go through all the stuff Ben has gone through. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I thought it was a really, really good character moment in general. Like, because yeah. him being confronted with his past self and the way that he used to be post-transformation and, like, how much anger and despair there was there and realizing that he's managed... He's actually done a pretty good job of getting past that. And there's, yeah, you know, there's still work to be done. But I can't, you know, don't... It's actually a good, like, mental health thing in general. Like, don't discount the... Do not discount the progress that you have made. Just because you're not where you want to be yet. Like, that's... That's the game, guys. And it's... It's... It's constant, but don't, you know, <coughs> don't get, don't get down. A, don't discount the progress that you have made. Yeah. Because it's a journey, not mm-hmm. a destination. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so that is it for us this week. Join us next week when we will be reading um, a whole lot of Team Up, Man-Thing, Spider-Woman, and Doctor Strange. Um, so that should be interesting. Uh, in the meantime, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at watchersguide at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, both individually and at watchersguidemu. And visit our website at watchersguide.com where you can download episodes of the show and see all of the reading lists going back to the very first episode. Have a marvelous week. Bye.